0: Are we having fun yet? Targeting R in therapy. That's what we're talking about today on The Working Therapist Podcast. Welcome to The Working Therapist with Hayden Bolick, a podcast designed to help you grow more, do more, and be more as a therapist. The Working Therapist is an extension of the Pediatric Developmental Therapy Network. We're glad you've joined us for today's podcast. So here's your host, Hayden Bolick. So for the speech language pathologist, producing the R or working on the R sound can be some of the most aggravating therapy. And I hate to even say that, but let's just call it what it is, right? It's very difficult because R is such a very precise movement. There's a specific tongue movement that has to happen and a specific way to produce it. And sometimes the kids that are working on it, it's so ingrained in how to not produce it correctly that they have a hard time hearing the correct production versus the incorrect production. God bless their hearts. So it can be a very hard thing to work on therapy, right? We're just going to own it. But today, what I want to talk about is let's really break that sound down, talk about how to produce it, how we produce it, and then really how to target it in therapy. Okay? So that's what we're gonna do. So a lot of times, sometimes when I'm working on R with kids, I have to say to myself, this is fun, we're having fun. So here we go, people, this is fun, we're having fun. R is fun, it can be fun. Just hang with me. We'll we'll get there. So all right, you've got a child that's coming in. They sound like a zombie. Ugh ooh, ooh ooh instead of R like a pirate. Ooh, I say that all the time for kids. They really get that. You want to sound like a zombie? You want to sound like a pirate? Most kids want to sound like a pirate, except for that one little smart alecky, God bless her little heart's kid that's like, I want to sound like a zombie. Never mind. If you don't want the answer, don't ask the question, right? But inevitably, I ask it, and they always, and inevitably, there's one of them. I want to sound like a zombie, Miss Hayden. (sighs) Let's start with that one. That's the one we want to work on. (laughs) Okay. So the first thing we want to do for R is they sound like a zombie. They don't sound like a pirate. So. We have to first do an oral motor assessment. We already did the Goldman Fristo. We've already listened to them or your chosen articulation test. We've listened to them in speech. They can't produce R in any position of the word. Isolation, words, syllables, phrases, sentences, whatever. They can't do it. So let's do oral motor, right? We want to see, can they isolate their tongue from their jaw? And we also want to see how strong and coordinated is their jaw. So we want to do a jaw assessment. To do a jaw assessment, here's what we do. We take a chewy tube of any, whatever chewy tube you like pick a chewy tube any chewy tube and we want to hold that in between their teeth on the right side and the left side not the front the right side and the left side we want to see how many times they can chew with regular rhythmical jaw movement rhythm excursions on the right side and the left side everybody should be able to do 20 times on the right and 20 times on the left with no stopping changes in the pattern lateral jaw movement nothing you could almost set like a metronome a timer to it like boom 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 you try it right now right get your chewy tube out chew on it on the right side chew on, it on the left side you should be able to do regular 20 times on the right side 20 times on the left side with regular rhythmical jaw excursions and movements the jaw should open the same amount of time and close the same amount of time and the regular things for 20 of 20 times if you can't do that if they can't do that the child can't do that then we have some jaw weakness so what do you do well, we give them a chewy tube to take home and we have them put it where their toothbrush is and they chew on the right side and they chew on the left side. If they can do 10 movements with regular chewing and no changes in the pattern or whatever, then they need to do 10 at home. So if the pattern breaks down between 10 and 20, send them home with a chewy tube, have them do it 10 times in the morning and 10 times at night on both sides when they chew their when they brush their teeth. Stick it where the toothbrush is, right? if they break down before they get to 10, then have them do it five times on the right side and the left side. Stick it with the toothbrush is and do that and then increase it to 10 when you get so that they're closer to that. All right, that's number one. You got to get the jaw stronger because the tongue cannot do what it has to do to produce an R until that jaw is stronger. That doesn't mean don't see them in therapy before this. It just means the first thing you got to do is get the jaw stronger. Think about the platform of a house. Think about a foundation of a house. If the house foundation is not strong, then nothing else is going to be right. So the jaw is the foundation for the rest of the articulators. So let's get the jaw strong enough and then we can move the tongue like it needs to move. Second thing we wanna do, probably if their jaw is breaking down and we can't do the right and the left side, 20 times on each side right, then probably they cannot isolate their tongue from their jaw, meaning that they're moving their tongue and jaw as a unit. So how do we test that? Well, we just did the jaw assessment, that's one way. The second thing we assess is can they lift their tongue to the alveolar ridge and keep their mouth open? So open your mouth, ah, you don't have to say ah, I'm just saying ah so you know what I'm doing, right? Ah, and then lift your tongue up to your alveolar ridge. Now, if you can do that, and you can hold it for the count of five, because I go like this, uh, 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 right? I like to have an auditory when the kid's doing it, because I do it with them. If they cannot hold that open, Ah, hey, hey, ha ha where their tongue is up to the alveolar ridge and their jaw is open, then they're having trouble separating their tongue from their jaw. Can they also lateralize their tongue to the right and the left in rapid movements so they're moving their tongue back and forth without running their tongue on their bottom lip or without moving their jaw? So the, can their jaw stay still and they move their tongue back and forth, right and left, right and left, right and left, five times without the jaw moving or without them running their tongue on their bottom lip or their top lip. So they're not using their jaw to move their tongue back and forth. So you need to test for both of those things because if they can't do those things, we got to incorporate that into therapy so that they can move their tongue separate from their jaw, right? Because to produce an R, let's go back to our phonology or articulation speech therapy school 101 like day one we didn't learn this day one actually I didn't learn this in my artic class but maybe they taught it and I was at the bathroom or something I don't know anyhow I just don't recall it but that doesn't mean they didn't teach it but they did teach manner and placement that I remember right because you're gonna say what Hayden you did learn manner and placement of course I did I just don't remember them telling me how to make an R but let's go back to our articulation 101 speech therapy school and think about how we produce an R so to get make an R sound there's two different ways. You could do a retroflex R. That's where you do like the L. L-r-. So you'd make your L sound. Oh, and then you slide your tongue back on the roof of your mouth. L-r-. So you're basically, your tongue tip moves back on the roof of your mouth and you produce a R. Now that's not the way I naturally like to produce an R. So it sounds a little bit probably distorted through here, but I'm just doing a retroflex. So go R. So r-r-r. My tongue tip is up my lips are not spread like in like a smile your lips aren't doing anything when you produce an R they're just there they are basically the lips and cheeks are supporting the jaw that's all they're doing so there's really no lip cheek movement right they're just in a neutral position so the first way is a retroflex R taking your tongue tip back on the roof of your mouth. That's one way to do an R. So everybody do an R now. See how you produce the sound. The second way to do an R is where the sides of your tongue, basically they touch your top teeth. They're kind of curved up, your tongue sort of curved up so that the edges of your tongue are right in front of your teeth, not on the outside of your teeth, on the inside of your teeth. That's, now, that's how naturally I produce the R. So hopefully it sounds a little clearer. But my tongue tip is doing nothing, and the middle of my tongue is doing nothing. It's just my jaw is stable, my lips are stable, my cheeks are stable, my lips and my cheeks are, again, in a very neutral position, and the sides of my tongue are up on the insides of my teeth. That's the other way to do an R. So everybody right now, figure out if you're a retroflexer or you're a size of your tongue up R right? Figure that one out. Now we have to get that right for our patients before we can really move to R in phrases, syllables, words, anything, right? And we really have to get the R in isolation. So we want to send them home with an oral motor program to strengthen their jaw. If their jaw can't do 20 times on both sides, right and left, and if they can't move and isolate their tongue from their jaw. So we want to start therapy with the chewy tubes. With chewing on the right and left side, we want to send that home again, remember? We also want to work on that lateralizing that tongue back and forth, back and forth. Also, we want to work on getting that tongue up to the alveolar ridge. One way to do that is to start with the jaw closed and the tongue at the alveolar ridge with the jaw in a semi-closed position, and then start to slowly, 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 with the mirror, open the jaw up so that they're uh, so they're slowly starting to expand and open their mouth. So you want to start with therapy with doing all of those things. And then you want to try to work on getting either the l or the sides of the tongue up. Now to get the retroflex production, you really have to have good jaw strength, right? You really have to work hard on that to get that done. But you can easily do the l to kind of get get that done. I usually don't mix it with a vowel because it's enough just to do the to keep that tongue tip up, you know? If I want to do the sides of the tongue up, then I do that. I can also do that a couple ways. I've taken straws and I put those, like I use the metal straws because the other kind of straws bend too easily, but I take the metal straws and I put it on the sides of their tongue and I try to tell them, hey, look, let me do the work, let me do the work, and I help them try to get the sides of their tongue up. Er, so the sides of their tongue are up. Either way, you, you don't have to work at it. And it's kind of several sessions. It's a lot of sessions of a lot of oral motor to get the placement of the tongue correct for the oral motor movement. The placement correct. It has to be correct. So I can either put, do the straw thing again. I've also done a nook brush and use that on both sides of the tongue. The trick is, though, for the child to trust you enough to let them, to for you to manipulate the tongue while they go, errr so that they can really start to hear that. And they, you really want to produce it with them so they can hear the er versus the uh, er, you know. You really have to start working on the auditory and the motor part of this production. R is a very motor, speechy, motory kind of thing. If they could just get it by hearing and seeing it, then they really would need us. And how many of y'all have met somebody? This happened to me the other week. I met someone, she has getting her doctorate in clinical psychology. She is getting ready to graduate. She's just finished her dissertation. She's getting her doctorate in clinical psychology. Brilliant lady that I met, cannot produce an R. I was like, Oh, heavens to mercy, woman. Um, uh, of course I didn't say anything to her. She didn't ask. I didn't say anything, but she can't produce an R. So it made me so very sad because she's not, her intelligibility does not match her level of, of what she knows. It just, it just automatically causes you to not be able to fully understand what she's saying all the times. Right. It just makes her sound not quite as clear. And so I thought, Oh, what a shame. Of course, smart woman I'm not taking away anything from what she understands and knows but it just really kind of broke my heart that she can't produce that R so that's why the R is so important because we want these kids to sound I mean it's their life they get to do whatever they want with their life right and they're smart people but that's why this R is so important because we want to make their level of intelligibility and how clear they are match their cognitive level and a lot of times without being able to produce this R it doesn't match. You know, we don't want this to hinder them and impede their ability to really do whatever they want to do with their little life. It certainly didn't slow this other woman down, but it might have if i had really interviewed her and talked to her, who knows? She's obviously overcome it. But we still want to work on this to get it right. So we work on their jaw strength. We want to see if they can isolate their tongue from the jaw. Those are the first two things. that we want to give them some home stuff to do if they can't. Then we also want to have a component of our therapy be oral motor to work on that jaw strength, work on isolating the tongue from the jaw. The third thing we want to do is we want to start to get the placement of the tongue correct. So either we want to do the retroflex R or we want to do the sides of the tongue up R. And usually I have to do this with some kind of tool to help them be able to put the tongue in the right place. So I try to get them to like lay their tongue on the nook brush and then me like lift the sides of their tongue up. You know, sometimes that works, sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes I've had more success with that than I have with the retroflex R. Either way, you just got to work on getting them to that small little movement there to get their tongue up in the right place, either the tongue tip or the sides of their tongue. But again, their lips are in a neutral position. Nothing's happening with their lips. They don't have to put their lips back. They don't have to put their lips forward. Forget about the lips. Focus on the tongue. Focus on the jaw. That's the R. That's the R, tongue and jaw. Continue to provide that verbal model, that verbal model so they can start to hear the once they get to a word level or a, so then usually I'll go to the get the r in isolation so I can do that and then I'll slowly add in the vowel so ray re ry, ro so I slowly work in that vowel before I move into single words right but I constantly want to give that verbal model constantly want to give that so they can really get that auditory cue so they can hear right versus wrong right versus wrong and when they do like R- whoa! you know then you can say whoa no r- oh. r- re. R- we. a lot of times i'll do that no 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 is it a r- we or is it a r- re you know, even if you have to do e e and then R-E, you know, sometimes you really have to sort of ease into that vowel or combine that vowel before you go to the single words. I'm telling you all this so we can slowly sort of break that R down into stages. It helps with your data collection. It helps with you know kind of where you are with your therapy. It helps you kind of to pace yourself and to give homework, right? So that you're not having to jump too far ahead and kind of think about kind of where we are and help the child help to give them some success because it's super- frustrating and it's hard i mean that motor plan that they have for that r is so ingrained it's like me saying to you okay i want you to go out here and now start brushing your teeth with your left hand if you're right-handed or vice versa if you're left-handed right you're gonna have to really think about that it's not going to just come easy to you so we're retraining the brain that motor pattern for the r for these kids is very integrated into that brain in that one-way motor pattern so we have to Extinguish that and come up with a new way to do the R. So we are rewiring the brain and that takes a minute or two. That takes some energy and effort. So I want you to think about that too. And the hard work that you're doing and the hard work that they are doing just doesn't happen like that. So you have to give the auditory model, the visual model, all of that, and the touch tactile model for them to really be able to get that tongue in the right placement, to hear it correctly, and then be able to reproduce it. It's tough. No joke here, people. It's tough. Another thing I wanted to point out too, sometimes for those kids who are producing like vocalic R for like the OR words, like OR, door, FOR, MORE, those kind of words, the first thing for some of those kids where they're having trouble is they're producing the wrong vowel. They're not producing the O, they're distorting the vowel. So a lot of times instead of doing door, FOR, MORE, they're doing der. Fur mur. and see they're they're not even doing the O sound. So sometimes for those kids I go do err fo or Now I know you don't produce for like foe or That doesn't make any sense, right? Or mo-er. I know that's not how you produce more, but I really want to get that O sound in there because the O is causing the R to be distorted. So sometimes for those people, when you've gotten to a point where you're feeling like, oh my gosh, I'm going to pull my hair out. And we've all been there, right? I probably have less hair now because of it. But anyway, we're all feeling like, oh, I'm going to pull my hair out. Listen to the vowel in that vocalic R. Make sure that they're not distorting that vowel. Sometimes if you work that vowel out then the r comes right along because they can do the r right so they this are the same kids that can do like run race red row robin or that they can do the r in initial position so they've got the motor plan they, they know how to do an r but then you stick it on the end of the words or the medial position and that whole thing breaks down and it's that vocalic r but sometimes the vowel is distorted and it might not be present on all the vowels it just might be present especially on that O R vowel, right? So think about that vowel and make sure that's not distorted before you do that. So I just want to tag that into the R thing since we're talking about R today, because a lot of times that vowel can get distorted and that's what can screw y'all up. Those are just some ideas with R, right? We've all been there, done that, got the t-shirt. The last thing I wanted to say about R was to get the R there requires a lot of reproductions. Repeat, repeat, repeat. So once you get that placement, then you want to do a lot of productions in a session. Like I know everybody's saying, duh, I know that. But remember Remember, you're retraining the brain you're recreating motor pathways and the only way to do it is just to just do it do like nike just do it you got to do a lot of them so in therapy instead of them producing like five times robin 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 or instead of giving them like produce a word you want to do robin red roses ride right you know kind of thing five different r words and then get a puzzle piece or whatever it is you got going on so five different r words five different r words five different r words, different r words, different r words and with an auditory and visual cue. Your mouth is the visual cue. What you're producing is the auditory cue. So instead of just giving them the picture and saying here, like, what's this, Robin? What's this, roses? What's this, red? Instead, you say red. They say red. You say roses. They say roses. You say Robin. They say Robin. You say race. They say race. You say right, they say right, right, you know, instead of just giving them the picture, because that way you can reinforce that auditory model, and you're reinforcing that visual model with what you're doing. They don't need the physical model at that point, because they've already got the manner and placement right, you know, but instead, you're still reinforcing that visual and verbal model. Now, once you get to carry over, then you can start to extinguish that, and they can do it, but at first, to get that really that R in there, remember, you're retraining the brain, you're retraining the brain, and so you have to do a lot of repetitions and you have to constantly give them more and more and more input as they retrain their brain. Just think about doing a motor movement and reteaching in the way to do it. The only way to make it happen so you can know how to do it is to do it over and over and over and over and over again to get those motor pathways present in the brain. Okay, so That is R. It's really fun, right? But hopefully this helped, gave you some good ideas, some things to think about, how to break it down and to really focus on, you know, taking it in small little steps versus that overwhelming, oh my gosh, the whole R thing, right? Small little steps. Helps your documentation be a little bit easier. Helps you feel, you know, kind of reward yourself and the little patient along the way so that you celebrate the small victories as you work your way up that big old R mountain. Hope y'all had a great time. I did. I love talking about stuff like this. Check out some other podcasts that we have on The Working Theory. Therapist and wherever you get your podcast. All right. All right. Check you next time on another episode of The Working Therapist. Thanks for joining us for today's edition of The Working Therapist, an extension of the Pediatric Developmental Therapy Network. If you would like more information regarding this podcast or would like to get in touch with us for any reason, visit us on the web at www.pediatricdt.com. That's pediatricdt.com.